0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning and you are with the double L team, Lyle and Liam. Good morning, Lyle. How are you this morning? I'm, I'm well, thank you. That's good. Um, what are you thankful for this morning? <laughs> How are you this morning? I'm, I'm well this morning. That's I'm good. Well. You're just well. I'm You're just well. Just, yeah, that's you know. All? Well, I'm doing re- I'm very well. Very well. Very okay, well. that's better. So it's that gone is, from well to very well. Yeah. Can we get it? Can we raise it another bar? Can we make it exceedingly well?
1: We'll have to wait and see. I, I, look, maybe I,
0: by the end I'm, of the I'm, show, he'll be exceedingly
1: well. I'm, I'm sitting on something for, for my new segment. And when I get to my new segment, I'll be exceeding, exceedingly well.
0: Okay. All right. That sounds like a, like, a, uh, like a good plan. What are you thankful for this morning?
1: This morning, I am thankful for the gift of knowledge. I um have recently come into a little bit of knowledge and it's it's baffled me. it's it surprised me and I think it's opened my eyes a little bit, but I'll get to that again. Cool, all coming up. All these, coming are, these, up. Are,
0: these are new stories that are coming up soon. indeed. okay, So hanging out for uh, Liam's new knowledge. Indeed. What are you thankful for this morning, Lara? I am thankful for... It was on the tip of my tongue what I was going to be thankful for this morning and now it has just slipped out of my head while I was thinking about all this new knowledge that you have acquired and thinking, why haven't I acquired any new knowledge lately? I'm kind of jealous right now. Um, 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 I'm thankful... Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember what it was. I remember what it was. Okay, here it is. I'm thankful for my shed, yeah. but not for why you would think I would be thankful for my shed. Why are you thankful for your shed? Okay, so you would be thinking I'd be thankful for my shed because it's my man cave, but we're moving house on Thursday yeah. and my shed is loaded on the back of my three-and-a-half-ton trailer. Really? And, which is kind of cool, and i filled it with stuff and so now it has become a removalist van. Oh, hell good. Which is the best. Don't have to tie stuff down or cover it up. Already is. This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. Okay, coming up in today's news, what are we going to talk about? Well, is there much... Is there much to talk about other than Corona right now? Yes, there is actually. There is? I've got cows and cats. Your favourite topic. Okay. All right. Cows and cats. It's coming up. Stay tuned. This is Stones of Eden with Walk Amongst the Trees.
2: just living
0: to Stones of Eden with Walk Amongst the Trees. We have come to the first news segment of our breakfast show, and as an introduction to that, we're going to have
1: the first clue for our quiz of the day. Liam, go for it. Here we go. What creature am I? The prodigal's brother in Luke chapter 15 complained that his father had never given him this animal so he could celebrate with his friends.
0: All right. I'm going to write this down. Um depends what translation you use, but I'm going to write down that or that. That is correct. Both which are the same animal but different
1: translations use different words. So if you think you know what animal this is give us a call 1-800-324-843 that's 1-800-FAITH-FM or send us a text on 0491 064 669 and if you are the first person with the correct answer you will be receiving a copy of McDougall's all You Can Eat Vegetarian Cookbook by John and Mary McDougall, which might be, might be handy throughout this isolation period so that you can uh, cook up a feast of delicious, delicious meals.
0: There you go. Give us a call right now. 1 800 Faith FM is the number to call if you know the answer to this one, and there'll be a prize coming your way. What is happening in the world of positively different news? Well, do we have any? Is there this thing as positive news? I, I, mean, I switch my news on, excuse me, and I, all I hear is um, negative news coming through. Um me. Yeah, it's one of those mornings, isn't it? It is indeed. Yeah, uh, ne- lots of negative news out there, but I, you're saying... You're I've got to dis- some good right, stuff. Right.
1: I have got... Majority of my stories this morning mm-hmm. don't have anything to do with coronavirus. Cool. So, yeah, the first one, it's it's news to me, but it might not be news to other people, okay? I was watching a music quiz show on, on TV last night, and I found out that CD stands for compact disc... Oh,
0: oh, oh, I have to laugh. So, um, yeah. Okay, so this is a sign of the new generation, isn't it? I mean, do you know what VHS stands
1: for? Uh, Video something, something.
0: (laughs) We could go back in time. Do you know where the term flicks comes from? Have you ever heard of going to the Flicks and why they're called the Flicks? Um, so we should do a quiz question here. This would be fun. We could, we could do a bunch of quizzes and just see how much how much knowledge the uh, 20-year-olds in our world sort of um, are missing out on these days. I believe the Flicks... See, see, it's your generation that's always giving my generation a hard time. It's like, what do you mean you don't have that app? What do you mean you don't do this? What do you mean... And we're like, what do you mean you don't want to We're progressing with the
1: new age. Okay, so... I believe um, Flicks refers to the movies.
0: Oh, indeed, indeed, it does. But uh, do you know why? Uh,
1: m- movie tickets, Ticks? flicks. No, no. no? okay, then no. Ah, uh, something, Enlighten- something,
0: something for you to Google. Okay. Let's have
1: the rest of your positive All stories. All right. So the next one, I was watching the news and I found out that was something. Here's something that I, I found out last night. Um, it does sort of... We were talking about how, because everyone's inside, the pollution is coming down. Well, I found out where 10% of greenhouse gas comes from. And it comes from cows. Cows are responsible for 10% of greenhouse gases. And, again, this, might, this is news to me. But one thing that I think might be news to other people... Is where exactly from the cow it comes from Now we often make jokes About cow farts About cow farts Wrecking the environment Wrecking the environment But it's Uh got nothing to do with the cow farts it's got nothing to
0: do with cow farts
1: It comes from their burps Yes That's part of the story Part of the story Well that's what Old Mate was focusing on last night Yeah Um, But yeah, so that was a little
0: bit Stop cows from burping and we're all in good shape The environment is going to clean up and problems are solved Okay, so you get methane from cows from a lot of different areas Methane is 30 times more powerful as a greenhouse gas than uh, CO2 is And so you're much better off to drive a V8 than to eat dead cows Yeah, right. Okay, burps are a significant uh, portion of that along with, you know, farts obviously contain methane. We all get that, you know. Um, But one of the biggest contributors that the cattle industry um, brings into methane is through rotting material. So, uh, for instance, all of your waste material from butchering cows turns into methane. A lot of your, obviously, poop that goes on the ground. Um, there's a in, in the whole production, it's the production process of beef yep. that actually creates a lot of methane, and you only have to produce a very, very small amount of methane to be much more significant than your V8. There we go. See, this is my excuse for one day owning a V8. <laughs> <It's> my, <laughs> Helping my, the environment. I, I am a vegetarian, which is my carbon offset for, offset for owning a V8. Anybody wants to justify a V8, just become a vego, and problem solved right there. All right.
1: Now, my last story for this morning, cats. Cats, cats, cats. Okay,
0: this can't be possibly in positively really different news. It's, oh, <laughs> it's it's it's
1: interesting news. So obviously, right. in in your opinion, and this is strictly uh, Lyle's opinion. This it, does it not is. reflect the view of Faith FM or the <laughs> church. Cats are not a positive thing.
0: No, they kill twenty million native animals in Australia per year. Yes.
1: Um, well. In an effort to, to take back control, a team of scientists from North, the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences, that call themselves the Cat Tracker Project, came up with an idea that is simple in concept, right? Mm. Find out where cats go and what they do. Mm. So, what they did is they stuck GPS collars on the cats of willing volunteers. And they started – initially, they started with 11 cats from North Carolina and ended up with over 1,000 cats from over four countries. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, a, quite a big database. So, this is going to
0: bust all of those myths of all of those people who tell me all the time, my cat never leaves my house. Yeah. Well, My cat never kills anything. Your cat is a feral cat the moment it steps off your porch. I, I can't – the
1: nature of cats. It's the way they're supposed to be. I can't for, – for part of that – is true part of that isn't true for the most part uh, they they analyzed this data and it took them six years to, to collect it all and analyze it and and this is what they've come up with for the most part most cats don't go with don't go past within 100 meters of their yard mm-hmm. for the most part now mm-hmm. so I think, everything i said is exactly true but anyway keep going so however it did mention that they i think the numbers they came up with was in the billions but that was worldwide not specifically australia yeah. the billions of, of animals that they uh native animals that they kill every day whether that be birds rodents whatever
0: yeah um i can see the phone ringing somebody's going calling up to give me a hard time
1: <laughs> um so yeah so
0: i've offended all the cat lovers. most
1: of them most of these cats within their sort of 100 within their yard that's where their dominion is all right and um However, there are a small portion of cats, about 7% of the cats that were studied, so 70 of these the 1,000 cats, they covered more than 25 acres. That's significant. Yeah. Several cats, they, you know, they had enormous ranges. One of these in particular, the record setter, was Penny from Wellington in New Zealand, who roamed the hills near her home and covered an area greater than five square kilometres. So that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, for a domestic cat, yeah. it's not a
0: feral cat. No, this is You'd expect
1: a, something like that from a feral cat. Yeah. They've
0: got to, you know, they've got to hunt to stay alive. But this one, he just likes to, or she, yeah. just likes to just hunt.
1: Yeah. And another one uh, named Max from England. He travelled from his home to a nearby village, almost two kilometres away, twice. Oh, t- two, He travelled there and back twice over his, the six-day period that he was being tracked for no apparent reason. So, but in saying all of so that, interesting. in saying that, don't worry about these adventures. About if you have a cat, don't stress about that because
0: yeah, lock it inside. Simply put, problem solved.
1: Majority, and this is a quote from the page that I, I found this information from. Majority are universally lazy.
0: That's something that's going to save a lot of wildlife. Yeah. The problem is that the reason that they're universally la- lazy is they can usually find plenty enough wildlife within that hundred meters of their home to be able to go and create havoc. But anyway, that's just my that's just my little rant for the day. Okay, we need to we need to get off the subject of cats and have a bit of uh, Tom Moore this morning. Come go with me. You listen to the breakfast show. <laughs> Listening to Tim Moore with Come Go With Me. This is The Breakfast Show, Positively Different Radio in the Morning. And we have another clue for our quiz, or do we have a winner? No, we have a winner. Michael, Michael from Currenbong. Called in with the correct answer. Of goats. Yes, the Bible in my translation, King James Version, for that first clue says a kid. Right. Uh, which is obviously a baby goat. Uh, But the correct answer was goats, and so we're going to try and break a record today. We have the chance. If you can get one quiz per clue for the
1: rest of this day, we will set a new record. Here we go. So the next quiz, moving on. This is Who Am I? Pharaoh imprisoned his chief baker and chief cupbearer in my house. Pharaoh imprisoned his chief baker and chief cupbearer in my house. If you know the answer, ooh, ooh. give us a call at 1-800-324-843, that's 1-800-FAITH-FM, or send us a text at 491 64 and you'll be receiving our prize. And Lyle, that is the correct answer. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What would the
0: world be like, you know, if only we would have known before about this uh, corona pandemic? And what caused it?
1: I think we'd certainly be more on top of things. We would,
0: wouldn't we? You, yeah, you, you would. You would think so, wouldn't we? If we'd known about this beforehand, we would have been like, okay, let's uh, ban eating bats. Yeah, to begin with. You yeah, know, that would have been that would have been where we would start. Um, well, <clears throat> this is interesting because uh, this comes from the Clinical Microbiology Review um, from the American Society of for of Microbiology, um, and it is a paper called Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus as an Emerging and Re-emerging Infection. And this was brought to us by uh, Vincent Cheng, Susanna Lau, Patrick Wu, and Kwok Yu uh, from the state Laboratory of Emerging Infectious Diseases, Department of Microbiology, Research Centre and Immunology, the University of Hong Kong, Hong Kong Special Administrative Region. And this was in 2017. Amongst other things, they talked about the process, the presence of a large reservoir of. Uh, sars coronas like viruses in horseshoe bats together with the culture of eating bats in southern China is a time bomb.
1: So right. that was uh, not
0: 2017, that was 2007. 2007. That was in 2007. So 13 came years out, ago. They came out and said, this is a ticking time bomb. Sooner or later, it's going to go off. And uh, yeah, a couple of months ago, it- or maybe three or four months ago now, someone in China... Ate a dead bat and that has resulted in how many thousands of people being killed?
1: Over 300,000. You know, and you, oh, actually, and we sorry, might... I and we don't might, know if that's correct. There's 300,000 cases. Three hundred four hundred and eleven. It was 300,000 yesterday. Oh, my word. It's
0: 411 now. Okay, so, um, and and on that, of course, uh, the number of cases, it took 67 days, we mentioned this yesterday, to reach uh, 100,000 cases. It took 10 days to reach 200,000 200, cases. It took... Four days to reach 300,000 cases, and in the last day it's gone to 411,000 cases worldwide. And here's the crazy thing that's 13 years ago. Yeah. What if we go back 3,500 years? Okay. That's a fair while that's, ago. That's a long time that's ago. That's a long time ago. Let me read you what was written. Okay, so I, I just read you what was written, um, you know, 13 years ago. Yep. Now let's read what was written 3,500 years ago. The Bible says, and these are those which you shall have, which shall, which are an abomination among the flying creatures, they shall not be eaten. They are an abomination, and it starts to list them off, and the eagle, and the, and the osprey, and the osprey, and the vulture, etc. The Bible says you can't eat dead vultures, and it finishes off by saying, and the lapwing, and the bat. There you go. Three and a half thousand years ago, the Bible said don't eat bats. Don't eat dead bats. And here we are. I wonder whether God had a reason for saying
1: that, you know. Here we are in the middle of of an international, worldwide pandemic Pandemic. that all started.
0: Economies are being wrecked. People are dying. All started from. People are suffering. Because people don't read what the Bible says. Now, the interesting thing here is that so often, you know, I've I've been reading this passage to people for, you know, the last 25 years of my ministry on on occasion. And almost universally, I read this and like, oh, yeah, yeah, when you read about the health laws in the Bible, they were put there for, you know, that that was all ceremonial. That was part of the ceremonial law. That was all nailed to the cross. We don't do that anymore. Um, Dead pigs and dead bats and so forth are not going to kill us anymore. Uh, people are less, much less likely to say that these days. And what I've noticed in the last 25 years is all of the viruses that have come out, there's been 20 epidemics, 20 new epidemics in the last 20 years, and all but one of them have been caused by people breaking what the Bible says here in Leviticus chapter 11. If people went back to Leviticus chapter 11, most of those viruses simply would not exist. End of story. Yeah. And it's like, did God know what he was talking I mean, this is three and a half thousand years ago. This is when they tell you to eat, you know, a mixture of crushed beetles and dung to cure yourself of malaria. Yeah. You know, and, that, and all kinds of weird and wonderful stuff like that. Yeah. And you've got this biblical system that is 100% backed by modern science. What is interesting is during the Dark Ages, those countries and cities that were able to overcome the Black Death, the Black Plague were only able to do so when they instituted a Levitical system of public health. When they went to their Bibles and when they read what the Bible said, they were able to overcome these diseases. It was written down 3,500 years ago, and we're only just sort of going, oh, yeah, well, maybe we shouldn't do those kind of things. Surprise, surprise. There we go. It's began to be interesting to see what kind of a defining event this becomes for, you know, the generation of children that grow up during it. You know, you think of uh, my grandfather. Well, I'm thinking of my grandfather-in-law, um, you know, who went through the Depression. And that was the defining event of their era, you know. And, and nothing ever got thro- thrown out. Yeah. When my father-in-law was building a house, he came over, got some second-hand timber, pulled all of the nails out, straightened all those nails and reused every single last one. Yeah, right. And that was, that was the generation that lived through the depression. They didn't yeah. throw things out. And, you know, what are we going to have coming out of this depression? Children that uh, for the rest of their lives are just constantly washing, washing their hands. hands. That's just not a terrible thing. To it's be not honest. a terrible thing. Yeah, it's not a terrible thing. But anyway, uh, Australia, of course, we're now at 2,136 cases. Um, and in ten days, if we keep continue following that projection, we'll be at ten thousand, which is still low compared to you know countries like Italy and China, but something we need to be very very aware of. Um, some good news, some new good news from around the world. In Italy, patient number one left hospital yesterday. Really? There we go. Yes, patient number one is out of hospital, and so they are starting to look at you know potentially reaching the peak of. Uh, of the wave there. The curve is starting to... Uh, pubs have closed, across, of course, across Australia. This is a positive thing because uh, people need to be not becoming depressed. Yeah. Um, and alcohol is a major, major cause of tr- depression in our country. And so that's a positive thing. Um, then you've got, uh, of course, the Tokyo Olympics. It's closed, and they're going to call it. 20- they're going to call it the twenty twenty Olympics in twenty twenty one. was like, just just deal with reality, guys. Okay, but the really good news is coming out of China. Uh, so the Wuhan lockdown um, is beginning to be lifted today with uh, Hubei province. Uh, so it starts in the province today, and they're expecting Wuhan to be coming out of lockdown, the city of Wuhan, in five days from now. Uh, very good argument there to point out the obvious in relationship to herd immunity. And so that's two months since it sort of first went into any form of quarantine. Yeah. Um, and the virus really became a thing. Yeah. And so what we can can do from that is we can look at that and we can say, okay, this is really good news. What we are dealing with right now is very temporary. Yeah. You know, this is not the end of the world. This is temporary. We will be in lockdown for a couple of months. Things will get worse before they get better. But it's going to pass. The wave is going to pass over and life is going to go back to normal. So let's not all freak out and panic. Another good news story is coming out of uh, Tormina Hotel. Uh, And of course, pubs are supposed to be closing down. These guys have started selling groceries. So they've expanded their uh, produce line to include fresh produce from local growers. They're talking about setting up a pop-up butchery and a pop-up bakery, and so rather than selling alcohol, they get to stay open. Oh, that's nice because they become an essential service. I think this is a great, a great move uh, by pubs, and I think that they should all, you know, go down this particular path because. It will uh, be so much better for the community to be selling produce than to be selling alcohol and of course up in Gloucester they're using a brand new horse float for a mobile clinic to keep their, we their uh, patients the
3: the was Jericho the people marched around and when the sounded how the mighty
2: walls shook. Walls around the city came a-tumbling down The Lord
3: delivered Daniel from the hungry lion's den He rolled the waters back before old Moses and his men He let the people out of Egypt's bondage and sin The Lord, he calmed the ocean and the mighty winds that blew He saved, saved the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace too he rose up from the grave just like the prophet said he'd do Never will forsake
2: us, matter not what may come Safely he will lead his faithful children
3: on home. The Lord's said, Brother Jonah, go to Nineveh lamb, But he disobeyed the Lord by hiding away. Then Jonah got converted to obey the command. From the well the Lord delivered him on that day The Lord delivered Daniel from the hungry lion's den He rolled the waters back before all Moses and his men He led the people out of Egypt's bondage and it's The Lord, he calmed the ocean and the mighty wind that blew He saved the Hebrew children from the fiery furnace too He rose up from the grave just like the prophet said he'd do Never will forsake us man or not what may come Safely he will lead his faithful children on hold. are blinded to see, cleanse the leopard spots and turn the water to wine. The Lord's the saint today and now forever will be. There's no other power like the Savior Divine. The Lord delivered Daniel from the hungry lion's inn. He, he rolled, rolled the waters back before o Moses and his men. He led Let the people out of Egypt's bondage and its in The Lord he calmed the ocean and the mighty winds
2: that blew. He saved,
3: saved the Hebrew he children from the fiery furnace too. He rose up from the grave just like the prophets said he do. Never will forsake us matter not when they come. Safely he will lead his faithful children all.
0: Home. That was Vocal Union with He Will Lead His Children Home. It's come time for... Well, we need to have people calling in. We've got an opportunity to break a record we this do, morning as far as the quiz goes, so be calling through. Um, see if you can get the quiz on this prize to win your, what is
1: it, a cookbook we're giving away? We're giving a cookbook away this cookbook, morning cookbook. by McDougall's All You Can Eat Vegetarian Cookbook. Yep. Okay. So, clue number two for quiz number two this morning. I was one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard.
0: Okay, who was one of Pharaoh's officials, captain of his guard, if you know the answer. Then you know the number to call, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 491 Joining us on the phone this morning is a very, very busy person, uh, David Haupt, who has uh, pulled over to the side of the road while he's been travelling somewhere. David, welcome to the show.
4: Good morning, Lyle, and good morning to our listeners.
0: Now, David, I'm just wondering, uh, where are you travelling to in these challenging times and uh, what takes you out and about on the road?
4: Well, I'm currently just outside of uh, Grafton. I left home just after four this morning. And our main focus at the moment is to try and activate our churches to be able to respond to to the coronavirus crisis in our communities and to be able to support people because, um, as people say, things might get worse before it gets better. And uh, what a opportune time it is for, for Christians. To look away from themselves, look away from their own crisis, and rather focus on supporting and helping other people in their communities.
0: I think this is something very positive. And while we're focusing on the positive, for those of us who are listeners today, who are Christians or people of faith, um, regardless of what that faith is, I think that you know, it's at times like this we are handed an opportunity to show what faith does in our lives. Isn't that so?
4: very true very true our, our community our society at the moment are already seeing the first signs of emotional suffering one of the first signs is is a, a sense of, of being overwhelmed by the circumstances the environment we see government shutting down shutting down borders uh, uh, there's new rules coming in that we restrict our movement and the potential of us just self-isolating and going into panic stage is huge, and this is the time for us that we need to step in, and step up in the name of, of our faith, and really make a difference.
0: Okay, so as you know, as either Christians or you know people of other faiths, what kind of opportunities does the uh, coronavirus pandemic offer for us?
4: We see that people more and more are starting to uh, panic about not being able to get food. Uh, as people start to self isolate, their movements are restricted. They are unable to necessarily get in time to the shop to be able to buy food. And uh, that is one of the things that are behind this major crazy buying. And this is where Christians can, in actual fact, or other people of faith can decide that we, we're going to pack. A box of, of food and look around at people that are self isolating or imposed isolation. And uh, we're going to drop off some food to people, even connecting by phone or connecting by Skype with people that are isolating and just on a daily basis check up on them, have a, a, a lease on life by someone talking to them and showing them that life still exists and continues yeah the majority- the majority of us are going to survive uh, this crisis but if you self isolate and you see the numbers of deaths and especially people that have been affected climb worldwide and also in australia we are like we actually nearly doubling our um infection rate every four days in australia yes
2: yes
0: and, and, the projections and that are uh are just getting steeper
4: and it, it is going to bring a major crisis uh, emotionally, psychologically for people, knowing that there's a, you know, a connection out there uh, is vital, especially if we can look at, uh, for people that do not have families. Uh, I'm an immigrant to this country. Uh, my closest family is sitting over 10,000 kilometers away. Um borders are closed. We, we, we cannot connect. And we will see depression, anxiety increase drastically.
0: So I think that, um, you know, we can all probably start with our street that we live on. I know that, you know, I live out in the country, so I don't have a lot of neighbours and the neighbours that I do have, you know, we sort of we've, – we've kind of stayed in contact with a little, a little bit. And then we've got some elderly neighbours and I called them yesterday and said, hey, look, you know, send me a grocery list because you don't need to be down at the shops for the next couple of months um, because, you know, you're in a vulnerable population. I'm not so I can help out there. But what you're saying is that we can – you know, there are probably people living on our street or our road who are living alone. What do we need to be doing for people who are living alone?
4: be very sensitive about their needs. I'm thinking about uh, single mums, for instance, that has to care for her children. We will eventually reach the point where a, a parent can go out to buy shopping but cannot take the kids uh, with it. So what does that young mum do? What does the elderly do when they you know, live all by themselves, they do not have kids and there's no one that can do that shopping for them? Them. I've started to resource uh, my churches of faith with a little card that they can just print, write their name, their, their phone number, the contact details and say, I'm living in Street X. Um, so are you. And they, they throw that little card in the mailbox. That card just basically says, are you self-isolating? Uh, uh, I can help you. Um, do you need shopping to be done? Do you need a daily phone call? Um, do you need other Stuff to be done. You know, mail to be taken for you. Uh, let me know. I will do this job for you for free. I
0: think this that, is not. Yes, this is
4: not the time to make money out of this. This is the time to really do the Christian thing or the faith thing, and that is freely we've received, freely give.
0: I really support and uh, resonate with what you're sharing there. You're also in charge of a network of food hubs um, across the North New South Wales region. How many food hubs are you in charge of and what is the strategy that's being followed by uh, these kinds of services?
4: We currently have 36 uh, food hubs that are operating. Some of them have uh, meal programs attached to that. We actually uh, ask our food hubs to uh, help the most elderly people to self-isolate, to protect themselves and for the younger generations to step up and for our service actually to step up to a higher level so that we can uh, be more available to to the clients now. There is some restrictions. We ask people to um, keep the distance between each person. We limit how many people go into a well ventilated room where the food are stacked out, and um, where we normally would serve uh, meals. We there rather serve uh, prepacked meals. Uh, all to protect uh, our clients as well as the community. While I see that uh, our need in in this regard will increase. You just observe how many people are standing around, Centrelink, trying to get assistance uh, from the government. Uh, so many people are being laid off at this time. So food is really going to be a major issue. Um, and as as uh, people of faith, we need to step up to this. And this is where our local churches. And a place of worship can actually help us by prepackaging parcels and make that available to our our food services so that that could be, uh, you know, helping more and more people. I've also asked our uh, food hubs and food pantries that when people do not have the finances to uh, pay the minimal cost, you know, that we normally attach to a food parcel, that they actually give it out for free.
0: Sure, absolutely, and I think we need to uh, keep these things in mind. Let me come to people who are isolated and, you know, there'll be many of our listeners who are single people. Uh, they may be immigrants like yourself, a uh, very small social network at the best of times. What, what should they be doing during this particular time period?
4: I think limit the, the time that they spend in front of the TV or the radio. I think uh, once or twice a day just to check up on the new changes that government is bringing in because uh, health world is changing and the the instructions are changing nearly on a daily basis on how we should respond and react. So it's important, but limit that because the more you focus on the negative, the more it will affect your mental health. Secondly, uh, try to get yourself busy. Get yourself busy creatively. Start to, uh, you know... I heard you people are giving out a a new cookbook. How about trying new recipes? uh, Vegetarian, vegan recipes because limiting yourself uh, in terms of more plant-based foods will be a a positive for you so this is a great opportunity by which you can learn those new things. Uh, Thirdly, reach out to your community. One of the key things to keep yourself mentally healthy is to look away from your own like and make a difference in other people's lives. That not only will affect you emotionally uh, in a positive way, but also research says physically as well. Make sure that you get exercise. Prime Minister said, yes, you do not need to sit just in, in between four walls. You can go out, go and exercise, but uh, make sure that you isolate yourself from other people. Don't congregate, uh, but, but go and get exercise, get bright sunlight which is antiviral which is vital for this time
1: yeah. Um, at the beginning of the week, David, I know that i I was affected by the I was affected mentally by the things that were happening on the news. You know, you got to watch the news to to make sure that you're knowing what was going on. And I know that talking to other people, as you mentioned, is is something that helped me. Is there anything mm. in, sp- in particular that that you would suggest talking about um, during this period to help take our mind off things?
4: I have previously uh, mentioned this, but I want to reiterate again. Um highly resilient people very quickly decide w- what they cannot change in their life and they disconnect from that and they connect on that which they can change and the number one issue that made them resilient was a faith a trust in God I believe that studying the word of God Communicating with others of like-minded faith will actually help them to survive emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And those that have a personal living experience with Jesus Christ actually has the evidence that even in the midst of a major crisis, they can be most positive and survive myself and my family i had to say goodbye to my grandkids because they live in another uh, state uh, and and the the state borders are closing tonight And I had to, uh, two days ago, sit down with them, hold each one of my grandkids in my arms and said, you know what, we're going to survive this. If we do not, I see in the resurrection morning, I love you and I want to help you to make certain that you have a living relationship with God. Now, it's important that we do talk the tough talk, but at the same time. Be positive. And the hope that is there in the Word of God is vital to carry us through this time.
0: Some people have suggested that for our children it might be beneficial for them to write about their experiences. Uh, Would you concur with that?
4: When we write about our experiences, we actually use another part of the brain and in so doing, we actually forge a new neural pathway. So by just thinking about the negative stuff, we we stay in one part of the brain and and we actually forge a, a pathway that stays negative. By writing about it and writing about the positives and rereading it two weeks later or even a week later looking for the distortion and then rectifying it is vital for us to stay positive
0: yeah i think that's uh that's that's fantastic advice right there now i would like to add with us um, that each one
4: of us still can think about multiple things that we can be grateful for looking, searching for three things different things each day that we can be grateful for is vital to keep us uh, you know, positive as well uh, I've still got a wife, I've still got my grandkids, uh, we, we might be apart at the moment, but you know what, I've got a phone, I've got uh, Skype that I can connect with them and uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that, I'm able to drive at the moment, I'm limiting my contact with people, but Isn't that something that I'm I'm grateful for? Uh, I can still eat. I can still breathe. There's still so much beauty in our world. It's our choice whether we want to choose on the negative or choose on the positive. Those that choose to focus on the positive will be the more resilient people and will also respond far better.
0: And, of course, Christ, yes. of course, here on uh, Faith FM Breakfast Show, we're always looking to hear what people are thankful for. David Haupt, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We look forward to your guidance as we move through the uh, coming weeks. Uh, we're going to move on with the show. This is uh, Jessica, Jessica King with You Don't Have to Bear Your Burdens Alone. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. want to encourage you to be God's hands and feet in your communities, to stay positive and to stay connected in this virus season. Remember to call your friends and family and ask if there's anything they need, whether it's food, some toilet paper or just a chat. Little things like this make a big difference to loved ones who just want to know that you're safe and sound.
2: You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
5: Stop telling me lies You're making me despise The wonderful creation God made me to be Lord help me recognize I'm precious in your sight Jesus, help me see your love for me. Mirror, mirror on the wall, your kingdom is about to fall. I will not listen to your lies. My value lies in Jesus Christ. His life he freely sacrificed to offer me abundant life. He purchased me, he paid my price. I'm precious in his sight. (muchas) ¡Ay! <muchas> The